Imagine you woke up this morning and your business just vanished. Welcome to Survival Mode, a podcast that explores how entrepreneurs handle hard decisions in times of crisis. I'm Matthias, and together with Digital Switzerland, we explore what it means to have a hard pivot, go through rapid scaling, or put your startup into hibernation mode. Would you invest in a startup without ever seeing its founders in person? I'm here today with Pascal Matis, partner at Wingman Ventures, to discuss how investors get influenced by COVID-19, what the ups and downs are of doing business from home, and how he assists startups to go through these turbulent times. Could you quickly introduce yourself? What are you doing? What is Wingman about? Sure, thank you. So we call ourselves partners <laughs> and it's a, it's a venture fund with 60 million uh, Swiss francs and we invest this money only in Switzerland in the pre-seed phase. So that means basically the first round of a startup and that we have a lot of entrepreneurs in our teams and we try to be very active and help the startups to avoid certain mistakes we did with our own companies. I mean, that is, that is quite... Um... How I say, not unusual, but I think that's that I, I like that a lot about you that you went through it yourself, you learned through it yourself. Uh, how is that to to work then with a startup afterwards? It's uh, helping a lot, I guess, on both sides. And what we like is that there is more trust. Uh, we have a, a feeling we just onboarded a new person uh, to our team, and he was uh, amazed uh, how much trust the startup founders are having already in the first meeting with us. And I guess it's, it's just because, yeah, we, we went through the same things. We know that sometimes from the outside, it looks very easy, but uh, yeah, an entrepreneur's life is not easy at all. There is these sleepless nights. And uh, I think just because we have gone through, the, the young founders understand and, and yeah, treat us a little bit differently maybe than a, a, just a financial investor. I totally agree. I mean, it's a, uh... It's a totally different thing to invest in something or to, to run a company through highs and lows and through the whole upside down roller coaster yourself. Absolutely. Perfect. So we're, we're both sitting at home, I guess. We listen to what uh, the Swiss government has to tell us to do. So we're, we're in times of Corona, in times of crisis, I would say. I'm interested to hear from you. How, how is that for you? How does it tackle yourself? How does it tackle wingmen? So it's uh, different, different levels a little bit. So we have obviously every single portfolio company, uh, which is impacted in a very different way. It depends a lot on, on the business and on, on a fund level. So overlooking all of our different portfolio companies, it's just a bit strange uh, to always be at home. I uh, think we are very digital. So, so we, we can uh, do this video conferencing also within the team in a very easy manner that works. But from time to time, I just miss these coffee breaks where we just can uh, yeah, hit, hit the, the partner on the shoulder or, or do a joke or something. So after two or three weeks, I'm missing that the most. That just this yeah, very close and also physical interaction uh, is, yeah, I think is needed to the success. So hopefully this doesn't go on for months and months and months. I agree. I agree. Um, one, one interesting question, especially when it comes to investments, is always I think team is always a, a crucial part to to see where you invest, especially early on. 
how how is it happening now? Is is anything happening since you can't really see the person or you can only Zoom or video call with them? That's actually a very good question. And maybe I shed some light on, on how our process works. So we try to be a very fast investor. And so basically we try to design the investor we always wanted for our own companies. So we only have two in-person meetings, usually pre-corona times. And as you mentioned, the team is extremely important to us. We look very carefully uh, how the team uh, yeah, works, how they talk also to each other, etc. And this has changed now. And uh, we still do the two meetings, but uh, now obviously it's, it's via video conferencing. And the first meeting is okay. Um, it's really just to get to, get, uh, to know the team in the beginning. But after the second meeting, we tell the startup that we are able to, to sign a term sheet. And uh, we have a couple of uh, startups approaching the second meeting. And uh, yeah, we are really, we are not sure yet if we can still do it. Because if you have never seen a, per a person in, in, in real life, yeah, I, I also for myself, I'm not sure if I can uh, yeah, pay in the dollars for the company without ever having shaken the hand of, of a startup founder. So there we are still a little bit undecided. It's a problem at the moment. <laughs> So, so it's always interesting because uh, I talk with a lot of startups and they say it's, it's crazy. Um, pretty much all investors went to hibernation mode or if they haven't closed the fund, they, they really reduce uh, what they're doing. Um, so it's super, I think it's so valuable to hear from your side as well, how you face the crisis on the other side, um, on the side of, of an investor as yourself. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't say this out in public, but uh, I... I... I'm known for it and I will do it again. Um, actually, now is the best time, I think. So uh, everybody has more time. They, uh, they have uh, more time to also write email, uh, to fill in uh, due diligence, uh, stuff we are requesting, etc. So for us, uh, the, like on the deal flow side, it, it works almost better than, than uh, pre-crisis mode. So, and yeah, I think now is really a very good time to invest in companies if you have the funds. So uh, yeah, we are very active actually on the deal flow side. Very interesting. So you, do you have more startups approaching you then or? Um, this is difficult to say. It's always in, in waves. I would say it's yeah, more or less the same uh, than before in average. Um, I just feel that also we have more time to process the deals. And I also think that the founders have a little bit more time for, for the, yeah, a little bit uh, stupid home office work or like desk work. They have to prepare documents for us, etc. So uh, I think the interaction is now even faster than before. I mean, that's uh, it was this this meme on the on social media who who pushed the digital transformation the most. Was it your CEO, your CTO, or or COVID? <laughs> so I, I see I see you, you experienced something similar there. Yeah, absolutely. And I must say that our portfolio companies, they are extremely digital. And what I also um, realized, again, it's, it's actually logic, logical if you think about it, but the startups, they are in, yeah, not, in, not in crisis mode, but they have to be creative all, all the time because everything changes really fast in a startup. So it's now very good to see in our portfolio, but also with other startups, how they handle uh, the, the crisis how they are very creative, how they sometimes even turn it around into an opportunity. So I think now in, in, in these times, it's actually much easier for a startup to, to strive than, uh, 
uh, than for a bigger company. Amazing. Do you, do you have some examples of like hard decisions or when they pivot super, super fast or super hard or scale incredibly fast in a way? From your portfolio well, or from your experience? Yeah, well, may, maybe one uh, easy one is Air Console. It's uh, yeah, a gaming console, a virtual gaming console. So don't, you don't actually need a console to play games with your friends. And uh, I'm not sure how much, but the, the, the user growth during the last three, four weeks has been enormous. Um, yeah, but that's an easy one. They didn't have to change uh, anything. It just happened that people sit more at home and they want to uh, play video games with their friends. Uh, maybe an example where there where they was a pivot, uh, Room Price Genie, they offer software for smaller hotels. And as you know, uh, the travel industry is, was uh, hit really extremely hard. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, what, what could they do? They could uh, hibernate and do nothing. But quite the opposite happened. The team uh, really stood up and is now really pushing very hard in sales. And what they even did up until the end of 2020, they offered their entire software for free to all the hotels. So uh, they really turned it around into an opportunity. The hotel owners, they have time because they cannot open their hotels. So they can work on, on their systems, etc. And uh, yeah, now it's a very good moment to offer this software for free. And hopefully they try it out and maybe they stick with it after uh, the year has come to an end. That's, that's, that's an amazing case. I like it already. Um, because I think as well, like you have a lot of time either for gaming or for education or for future, future growth in the end. So use it wisely. <laughs> <laughs> one, one question I have there. So if it, if it comes for hard decisions, were there any, any decisions you had to, to make as an investor that weren't easy during, during that time or in the past for you? Yeah, it's always, yeah, now it's really the, the time to take hard measures. I'm uh, still involved a little bit in a passive way at Get Your Guide. And also there, it's amazing how they handle it. They have been hit extremely hard since it's uh, travel, uh, in the travel space again. Um, and there are now some drastic measurements taken. Um, but I think they are doing a very good job uh, not letting people go and still uh, like put, putting all the efforts in a stable team uh, to, to be then uh, one of the, the fastest ones to recover after the crisis hopefully has come to an end. So uh, yes, now it's the, yeah, some, some difficult decisions have to be taken now. For us at the fund level, not so much. So, uh, I mean, we, we try to give our inputs if it's helpful to our portfolio companies, but the decisions have to be taken on a board level and most of them uh, are the founder's decision. So if we, if you talk, I mean, a lot of, a lot of startups as well, they, they get to an incredible stress testing, I would say. So Get Your Guide is one good example where just the whole industry is in asleep for a couple of months, at least, I would say. Um, to, to be prepared for such, a, for such an impact, what would, you, what would be the advice or you could give for, as an investor or as you're from an entrepreneurial side? Yeah, the best if you, if you have just done a fundraising round, <laughs> as Gage did. So that's perfect. And um, yeah. yeah, also we with the fund, we were really lucky. We, uh, we fundraised and came more or less to an end just before uh, the crisis hit in. So, uh, yeah, the best is if you have a bit of cash left, that helps a lot. Um, if, if you have no cash, then uh, 
to be honest, and I don't have uh, too many ideas on how to do it. Um, so the most important is that, uh, yeah, you have a little bit of resources left, otherwise it's getting tough. And then I don't think it's possible to, to uh, go through the crisis without uh, letting certain people go. And there the, the decisions are really tough. I can imagine. So, so cash is king in a way, uh, have, have cash in, in your bank account. What else? So if you, if you then talk about scaling down or reducing your business, or is there any measure you can take before that you, you're super agile on that or to scale up or to scale down? Or how do you normally handle this? Yeah, I like to, to think a little bit in, in scenarios and then switch between the different, the different uh, scenarios. So one is a very optimistic one. Let's say after a month, uh, slowly everything goes back to normal. Um, so then you probably don't have to do a lot. Uh, you like you, you maybe cut a little bit of marketing spend, uh, something which doesn't hurt you at all. Um, and the other uh, second scenario would be half a year. That's quite a long period for a startup. There you already have to think. Yeah, uh, can we can we have the team stable? Uh, are there one or two people we can let go? Um, yeah, there the effects are just extremely hard to the rest of the team. So if you have to let people go. Unfortunately, at my time at Get Your Guide, we, we had to do this uh, one or two times in quite a, an extended form. And like the trust you lose with the employees, which stick to the company, is enormous. So uh, yeah, we always try not to uh, cut as drastically as the US uh, friends, for investor friends sometimes do. So there it's more the, the idea, cut them as fast as possible and try to, to grow the team again afterwards. So yeah. The, the, the middle scenario, six months, would be uh, keep the workforce more or less stable. Um, yeah, there is some some uh, tools from the government with short short work, etc., which you can use. And then the scenario three would be if it's if the crisis goes on for an entire year, then it's it's not possible to to get through without drastic measures. And uh, I I just like to have uh, um, plans for all of these three scenarios. And then every month, maybe you sit together with your board and say, hey, uh, which scenario are we in? Are we still in the one month? Yeah, for, yeah. short tip scenario. Should we prepare and, and go switch into the six month scenario? Or do we really think it's taking much more time? And do we really take drastic measures? How, how crucial is time in, in such, a, such an impacted uh, crisis? Or how, how crucial is time? How fast do you have to react? In general, um, I think you have to to, to react fast. Um, yeah, just because salaries have to be paid every month, and if you have many employees, uh, it goes back to the to the cash. I mean, time uh, just uh, burns your cash basically. So uh, yeah, the, the longer it takes, the, the the more money you need to to survive. Um, so yeah, if you can do it, uh, like end of the month, it's always good to take a decision because most most work contracts are going month to month. And also other contracts often end by a month. So if you can do like five week, five days before the month is ending, if that's probably a good timing for your meeting, um, if you should switch scenarios. If you, if it comes down to to the really to the path where you have to to cut down on people, how how are these decisions made? I can imagine they're like they're quite emotional and super hard. How how can you prepare for such thing, or how can you how can you do like, I don't know. Can you, can you share some example on that? 
yeah, I at Get Your Guide, I always try to like separate this emotional part and, and just the very hard and, and, and logic part or a little bit the egoistic part. So like obviously, like most of employees are, are becoming your friends over time. So it's uh, really hard anyways. So what I try to put away is this friendship uh, part of my brain and just concentrate on, on the very logical one, which is um, which people do I need to survive with the company? So like which skill sets are totally crucial to the company? And these I would, would save and also make sure that they don't lose trust in the company and make sure that they know that it's, this is not just the first wave of uh, people uh, who have to go and they are next the next month. So uh, uh, yeah, just make a, a very hard cut between the super key personal and the others. Yeah, and then uh, to let people go is uh, yeah extremely emotional and uh, these are not very nice meetings. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if, if you can, if you have this emotional intelligence and, and yeah, explain it in a way that they sort of understand. Sometimes it's just not possible to understand for them, but yeah, there you can try to be a really good leader and, and make sure that it, it's nothing personal. It's really the circumstances which are just very unfavorable. Thank you for these words. Um, I totally agree. I mean, that, that must be one of the, the hardest decisions uh, a leader can take. Let's switch a little bit more to, to a, a more um, a different topic, I would say. What, what would you advise startups struggling right now? Or what, do you, what are some advice you would give them if they, look, if they look for funding? Is there anything they could do? So that goes back to the, to the cash question. Um, if you have already investors, that's very good because they are sitting in the same boat as you. And if you are doing more or less okay, or did before the crisis, then these are the easiest one to convince to put in uh, a little bit of uh, money because they don't want to see the whole boat uh, sink. So uh, if you have investors already, then I will try to sit together with them and maybe work with these scenarios or, or whatever and tell them exactly that you are in, in like what you thought through, how you would lead through the crisis and if they are in it and if they would um, yeah, cash in a bit. Uh, to to make it possible to survive. Do you think so? I, I seen in Germany, for example, and I think Catcher Guide uh, is quite active on that side as well. That the the state put up two billion to to push in if the original investors are already um, um, are agreeing on an uh, additional round. Do we need something like that in Switzerland as well? Yeah, it helps a lot, um, but. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit difficult to, to understand. So um, if, if this is only like temporary and really because of the crisis, then I think this is perfect. Um, I have seen a couple of companies who would have gone out of business anyways, if I'm very honest. Yeah, and if these then put everything onto the coronavirus and, and ask for money, yeah, I know it's very hard to, to find out in, a, in, a, in an effective, in an efficient way. But uh, I have seen both, like for companies which make total sense. And this is a good sign. If, if uh, other investors uh, put in their own money, then the, sh the state should help. Let's switch a little bit. What, what, what I'm interested from you to here as well. How do you think is beyond Corona going to look like? So I always say it's not post-Corona since I don't think the virus will go away, it will stay. 
But um, what do you think, how will the world look like and how will investment and the startup ecosystem look like? It's a very easy question. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, yeah, very, very, very hard to, to look into the future. Um, yeah, we can look a little bit to, to China and, and Asia because uh, certain countries uh, have it a little bit under control, uh, the virus. So, yeah, I, my hope, I'm an optimist, I have to admit. So my hope is that it goes back to normal, uh, obviously not, not in, in days or weeks, but over, over uh, the upcoming month. And what, what I see with startups is that, they like, I mean, although um, the economy maybe yeah, is, is, has been hit hard, and sometimes it's not so hard for the startups because they are often not so uh, like, yeah, dependent on, on the bigger corporates. And, and, and so they can work with the money of the investors, uh, really having their product uh, in, a, in a better way and try to start selling it. So yeah, also at Get Your Guide, I, like we were found more or less in the financial crisis and we didn't feel it so hard to be very honest. Because uh, yeah, we were not so much in the, in the whole uh, world economic system already. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't yeah hesitate too much or like be too negative. Um, yeah, I would just take it step by step. And I think for many startups, especially the ones early, yeah, they they will not have a problem to to recover. It's interesting as well if you look at the at the history books. So a lot of the the great really big tech companies of, of nowadays were, were funded in or went through through several crises. So I guess for you as an investor, that's, you, you're quite keen on, on looking for the next next unicorn or next big tech giant then. Yeah, I have just the feeling that these crises, they, uh, they are a good filter. So the, the teams uh, which are not doing it right or they, they like, are like filtered away, and what the rest we should concentrate on and invest on because most likely these, these are very good teams, very good startups, uh, since they can uh, like work through these kind of crises. So uh, they are probably set up for success. So that's a little bit how we, how we think at Wingman. Cool. Any, any recommendation what we should look out for of your portfolio? What is going to be your, your biggest guess? Oh no, <laughs> we have this internally. <laughs> we uh, like every year uh, around Christmas, we sit together, all five of us, and everybody does a, a list like, uh, uh, like uh, which will be our fund returner and uh, which one will be a unicorn, etc. But we, we always put this in an envelope, and then years later, we will open it, and then yeah, it will be probably extremely funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you should uh, you should come back on the. So you, you better come back with that on me. So I'm I'm curious what what, what is what is going to be your predictions for the future. Um, one day awesome. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have one one or two last questions maybe. Um, what are the key learnings you think we should take out of this uh, this COVID crisis? And if you could have one wish for for investors in Switzerland for startups in Switzerland, what would it be? So my takeaway is, again, um, if, if something happens, uh, something negative, something positive, you can always look at it as if it was an opportunity. Um, like, like maybe just one last example. Uh, it's not even from a portfolio company, but from somebody else. Uh, I was asking him, wow, now you must struggle with sales. It's now really hard to do sales. And he said, no, quite the opposite is true. Uh, my salespeople don't have to go and travel to the customers. 
Uh, normally they can do three meetings because the, yeah, there's so much set up uh, like time, they lose time. Now they can do five meetings a day and we are selling much better. So I like the way how the CEO looked at it. And I mean, he could have said, ah, it's so hard now we cannot see the customers. But in his head, he turned it around and said, hey, how great. Now it's common to do it via video conferencing and we can sell uh, more than before. So if we could have this thinking, uh, then I think we are set up for success. Awesome. I think that our, we, we leave it with that. Um, best words ever. Thank you so much, Pascal. Mm -hmm. I know you have to rush. So thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Keep strong. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs>